Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cassie Rice, and I have the pleasure to be host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting local businesses from all industries. Today, I have the pleasure to speak with Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to do this. I know life gets busy sometimes. No, thank you, John. No, we're more than more than happy to have a have a chat. Look forward to it. Excellent. So let's dive straight in. So tell us about your business and what you do, Mike. So what we do, we're an outdoor fitness franchising and licensing business. So we uh, we we invent innovative programs of ways of people to exercise outdoors, and then we recruit instructors and franchisees, and we license them to use our products and services to uh, go and deliver exercise outdoors. Excellent. So before we start dive a little bit deeper into that area, which I think is really important from health aspects and from a business aspect, because franchising is a great way to start a business, is to uh, always love to find out your story, your journey of how you got to where you got to. Are you happy to share that with us? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I've spent a lifetime creating businesses in the leisure industry. And uh, 15 years ago, when we very much moved into, we, we were in the fitness industry, running health clubs. I was a director of the Fitness Industry Association. So as an industry, we were uh, we, we, we worked with government. We were mapping our uh, qualification framework into the government framework. But what we found was that, um, what we realised was that still and even today as much as a five billion pounds worth of industry we we were only engaging with less than 15 percent of the adult population so we set out uh, 14 years ago 15 years ago to say how can we take our knowledge and engage with that 85 86 percent of the population so with the mental reports and other reports around at the time clearly the most favored uh, type of exercise was walking uh, but it wasn't a fitness activity as such and two guys approached us that had just brought Nordic walking into the UK, which is a European sport. And I said to them, guys, the greatest respect, uh, it's a European Scandinavian sport. It will die a death within two years. But actually what you have got in your hands is an outdoor cross trainer. So suddenly we had the vehicle to put our fitness industry knowledge around walking. And we grew uh, using the Nordic walking concept of walking with poles. Uh, into a fitness regime and basically as our strapline said we turned a walk into a workout and so that's where we came about and we've um, we started to deliver programs and we developed programs for different marketplaces uh, from kids programs to workplace health programs to wellness programs working with the NHS so that's what we've done over the um, the last 14 years but how we came from it was the, the fitness industry. You make it sound all so easy. Were there any challenges along the way? Uh, yeah, the biggest challenge was actually that we recognised that the, the public didn't want our traditional fitness offering. And we had to uh, we had to disguise our fitness product. We're a very self-conscious society. Um, and actually just going out walking with poles, we had to uh, disguise that and, and, and build up people's confidence to walk into a park and pick up poles and walk with them. Uh, but more importantly, we initially we saw it as a, 
a way in which the fitness industry could go and engage with the population they're not engaging with. Uh, we know that 85% of our members will actually only travel 12 to 15 minutes to our four walls of a health club, but the beauty we could go to anybody else. Um, the trouble was when we started training fitness industry, fitness instructors and personal trainers, they couldn't switch off their fitness terminology. And actually probably one of the biggest learning curves and barriers we had was actually we found that we almost had to move away from those guys and recruit people that would be a little bit more like a sponge and listen to us. And we would train them, we'd give them training and qualification to actually so they could engage better with the general public and understand all those barriers that a, a, a traditional personal trainer or fitness instructor couldn't understand why somebody just couldn't get off a sofa and walk to the end of the car park. So I think the biggest challenge of learning was that, um, A, who was our best instructor, uh, not necessarily those from the fitness industry, um, more about those people that we could engage with um, that would be able to influence people in their community, they would trust in their community, and they'd also listen to what we were telling them. So I think our biggest learning was finding those people very much that uh, would do as we said, uh, but also more latterly, a lot of those very peop good people on the ground and doing amazing job, you know, phenomenal sort of uh, work with different cohorts of people and retain very good retention, but they weren't business people. So the next learning curve that we, we learned was they may be, might be great instructors, but they don't understand about marketing. They don't want to do marketing. They don't understand the basics of principles of business. So where we've moved to in latter in the last two years is moving very much to a business model where we're recruiting a franchisee to take a territory and recruit and employ those instructors. So our learning has really been interesting from our background of it's taken us 12, 12 years to go through that process to get to the point where we are now and we're now proactively uh, going out full on on franchising rather than just training instructors. So it sounds very sort of uh, person orientated uh, company, so focusing on the individual. Yeah, it's. I think. I think from everything point of view, it starts at the customer, and we always maintain that. Um, you know, the, the what the customer, the customer wants, um, and engaging with them and making sure what what we found in the fitness industry was that the first thirty days of exercise is really critical. Uh, I call it that we live in a credit card society, and literally, if they could buy fitness and buy health, they'd put it on their card and buy it tomorrow. But actually, it's it's a lot about behavioural change and people taking people on a journey. And unless they can get results very quickly and be proven that they get those results very quickly, we lose them. And unfortunately, as an industry, we weren't very good at retention. And that's with the 15% of the population that are very proactive at going and doing an exercise and willing to travel to go into a health club or go to a personal trainer or a leisure centre. And we were dealing with the next tier down. So I think it's... The customer journey is was the critical part of it and then making sure the delivery understood that behavior and taking them so a lot of what we do isn't just about exercise it's getting to understand the customer of why they're there what do they want to do what were their goals and also as we improve their well-being that those instructors have the skills or we have the skills as a network 
that the programs they participate in they can grow as they improve their their fitness so it's 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 and in my past you know i've worked in a number of industries of breaking down barriers in different industries and make it more open and this is no different you know we had to try and break down every barrier that we could and we just chose walking as our foundation of what we did um but actually obviously we take people on very different journeys according to what their goals or ambitions are so there is a lot of people like you said who can be very good in structures but maybe not good at the business side and you mentioned some of the benefits of um, belonging to a franchise which would be sort of maybe not the marketing side of things and what are some of the other benefits well the, exactly that is that being part of as as we knew we know the failure rate of small businesses is is astronomical and obviously in the more recent times banks are very wary of loaning and understanding and and i think as we've developed you know i've been around a long time and i think that we've moved into more of the digital world actually running a business has got more difficult not easier yes in some ways the digital side has made it that you can make a lot of noise very quickly but that doesn't really mean you've got a robust business so i think the thing about franchising especially and uh between the three directors we have the unenviable uh, reputation that we've got over 100 years of combined experience in the outdoor and fitness industry between the three of us i don't know whether that's good or bad but between us we've seen most things and we We've obviously stayed up to date with that side, but imparting that information at the right level and making sure that uh, people have got that structure in their business, it doesn't mean that they can't take out their personality. And I've always maintained that whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a cafe, whether it's a hairdressing salon, the owner operator will always win as long as they've got those business principles around them. So it's, it's making sure that they've got that support mechanism, that they can get on what they're good at, but at the same time, they've got the skills and, and tools around them that they can build a robust business without necessarily, and they haven't obviously got that investment to have to put into it because they couldn't afford to. Yes. Now we developed an online booking system and management system, and you know that's a, that's a million pounds worth of software but there's nobody individually that runs a small business that could afford that. Um, but obviously they pay out a part of the licenses, they have access to the full features of that, that system. Right. So I think that's the, that's the key of, you know, letting people do what they're good at and engaging with people um, and taking them on a journey and looking after them is, is challenging for, for them. You know, yeah. it, it's not something I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm not very good at it. And, you know, you've got to be at what you're good at. And I think that's the key is finding those people. And this is why we moved to the franchise model is that we can't do it on a national level to support all these guys. We've trained over 5,000 instructors in the UK. Um, so it needs somebody on a regional level to represent us, to support them, employ them, market them and give them that level so they can be they can do what they're good at and looking after customers all right so so um that infrastructure and support and network is vitally important especially starting out at any business so the next thing i'm guessing then would be the right mindset so what are you looking for in somebody who's uh, thinking of becoming a franchisee um obviously we're looking for somebody that has got the acumen that's willing to work with us to develop the business skills they've obviously got 
some basic business skills. Uh, it might be and during COVID, we've obviously attracted a lot of people that might be on furlough that haven't got a job to go back to or think they don't want to go back to that. So they've got those those business skills. But I think the one thing I would say is uh, you've got to love what you're doing and you've got to care about the customers. And actually, then the money will follow. If you're doing it for just the money, then fine, you can make money. But actually, you're in that to change people's lives and people will become very loyal to you. The money will follow. And I think that, uh, you know, I always learn from everybody, all my years, uh, everybody I work with, um, everybody I do business with, I always manage to pick up something and walk away. And I think that's a really key part of, you know, you never know it all. You're always learning and always enjoying learning. And one of my business partners many years ago, he, wherever we had something new into the business, doesn't matter what it was, he would drop everything, go and learn it, go back and sit at his desk as a director. But he'd always then know inside out what that bit was of the business. And I think that's a good one is that within the franchisees that they they don't have to do it themselves, they, but they've got to understand what's going in it. And if you give them the tools and I'm sure you know it as a, as, a, as a business consultant as well, working with businesses. Actually, it's not rocket science. It's just giving that people can understand where they're going. Um, you know, when I left school, I, I went and did a business studies degree. Uh, I gave it up because I thought I knew it all. <laughs> uh, but, but even as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, I thought the two things I've got to learn is, is accounting because I don't want an accountant telling to me what I should have done 18 months ago or a year ago. They're very good at doing that. So you need to be in control. So I'll, I'll, I'll specialise in accounting and marketing because you might have the best business in the world. But if you haven't got any customers, you haven't got a business. And especially in our field where we don't have a premise, so we haven't got footfall. So uh, we've got to be that much better at marketing. And I think now probably the most important tools that we're bringing in uh, that has changed is there's still the traditional marketing, but the digital marketing is now gives you a very good way of growing your business. And that's where we can give the skills to put around somebody. But they've got to want to work hard. They've got to have passion in it. And I think if you haven't got the passion in the business, then you shouldn't go into it. Right. So, Mike, if there's somebody listening to this and they, they're excited about what you've been talking about and have some passion and uh, want to get involved uh, with what you do, how would they contact you? Well, they can go to our website, which is uh, we've, we've got a new brand, which we're, we're going to, which is Walks, W-A-L-X. So walks.co.uk. And there's a section where they can look at what we do. And there's a, there's a web page there where they can complete an application form or they can just pick up the phone to us and call us. We have an 0333 1234 um, number. They can just pick up the phone and talk to us. They can, they can uh, look at the website, go to the inquiry form, and then we can take them through a process whereby we do virtual discovery sessions so they can learn more about what we do and uh, we can introduce them. So uh, any either of those ways is fine to, to, to make contact with us. Excellent. We'll put that information on our website as well. Good. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. And until next time, see you soon. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for sharing your passion and your story with us. Thank you, John. See you Take soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as employment protection, navigating the complex 
time consuming and costs of up to £100,000 per claim for each of our members. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.